Live from the Motor City, all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports. From college football to NASCAR, we've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world-famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, and join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime. Welcome, everyone, to Reckless Speculation. We are coming to you live on January 31st. 2024 my name's robbie and uh i am joined we are having a uh, crew come on here today um in waves to kind of break down different things and give you guys what our takeaways were from championship sunday um two really good games and uh two deserving champions uh, from each respective conference, and then also just kind of break down what's happening, what we think about things. And uh, joining me first is Tom Sloan. Good evening, Robbie. How are you? I am doing fine. I'm one of the few people that we know that is not sick right now. I know you are not one of those people. Uh, nope. Today, uh, it's uh, it hit me a little bit about an hour ago. It uh, I was sitting down with the wife, and it just it started surfacing, and uh, so I'm gonna power through as good as I can. And uh, uh, emotions are high after this week, so lots to talk about. Yes, yeah. So Tom, I have uh, as a Titans fan, I have experienced a Super Bowl loss at the one yard line. I have experienced a Patrick Mahomes insane run from about 48 yards out for a touchdown in the AFC championships. I have experienced AFC championship loss. I've experienced another one against Raj's Raiders <coughs> that year. Rich Gannon went on to get beat by the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Um, so I, as a fan have been here before you have not. Nope. So nope. tell us, uh, one, 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 one hell of a run, but as Billy Bean says famously, or as Brad Pitt says, as Billy Bean famously in Moneyball, you're still trying to win the last game. So uh, tell us about, you know, the, the run and you've talked about it and uh, what you thought of overall about the game. Well, the run was something uh, Lions fans have wanted for you know the past 30 years obviously we've talked about it before it's no secret it was 32 years since a home playoff win um 30 years since a home playoff game um first playoff appearance since 2014 so uh to say that uh we're a starved fan base would be an understatement but um uh, just an unbelievable season uh, which Kind of started last year. Uh, the Lions started one and six, and then finished the season nine and eight, capping off with a huge win in uh, Green Bay 
in week 17. Uh, and it just kind of continued and, and there was a lot of hype going into this year. So how were they going to be able to match the hype? Was it going to, you know, were they going to meet, meet the moment? And they did, they did. It was a great season. Um, so basically, okay, let's win the division. And they did that. Let's get a home playoff game and win that. They did that. Um, so I think anything after that, it was, it was meeting above expectations. Um, so coming into this game, I, I picked the Lions last week, and, and I really thought momentum was going to carry over. I believed that this team was not afraid to go on the road. And uh, the first half definitely showed that. That was as good of a half of football as the Detroit Lions played all season. Um, from the way the defense stepped up to the the, the play calling, the the big run by, J, by Jamison Williams in the, in the first possession, the end around. Uh, Jameer Gibbs with a big run. The young guys came to play, and, and it, it – it was looking real good and uh, we were feeling really good as Lions fans. Um, but the trick was, you know, that's a great football team on the other side of the 49ers. It's a great coach football team. They've got pro bowlers everywhere. So are they going to go into the halftime and just sit on it? Or are they going to make adjustments and are they going to come out? And the Lions needed to be prepared for an onslaught they got the ball to start the second half and it started right there uh, although they they made some nice plays cut it to a, uh kept them to a field goal in that first possession but i mean after that it was it was all san francisco in that third quarter which has been the lions achilles heel pretty much most of the season uh with the exception of the tampa bay playoff game they they had a hell of a third quarter but um all the ghosts showed themselves in this game, the tackling or lack thereof and the questionable play calling on fourth, going forward on fourth down. Um, all the things that I think, yeah. you know, you mentioned last <laughs> week's show that could, could hurt them um, surfaced. Well, but, but before we get to the play calling, um, well, actually, actually, Let's get to the play calling, and then I want to talk about Lions fans, and then and then and then that's where I have that question lined up. Um, did did you have because of the media? It, it's been kind of 50-50. Obviously, this is this is how we got here. Don't change Tigers or Lions. I guess Lions don't have stripes, but Tigers don't change their stripes yeah. at this point. Um, what, did you have any problem with it? The first one, I. I was okay with because Badgley is very inconsistent beyond 48 yards statistically. So, okay, yeah, wait, wait, before, before you go on, so as an outsider or as someone who has watched the Lions because of you and because of the show, and I follow them because we need to, um, what, what, what kind of kicker do you guys have? So, well, we had up until week. 14 it was Riley Patterson who was a third year kicker he he started his career here and then ended up in Jacksonville and then he came back this year and he was he was okay he he's got a big leg but he was he was you know fighting with some uh um consistency but 
Badgley was here last year, and he 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 was pretty good last year, um, but then was on practice squad. They bumped him up in the Denver game, which I I I didn't understand why they said that Patterson had some sort of a uh, a leg injury, which I don't believe that. Uh, and then the next week he was cut basically. So Badgley is um he's 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 pretty decent within forty five. Um a little shaky from the extra points. He's not the best kicker. Mm-hmm. And I think that played into the decision, at least the first fourth down, which I was okay with fourth and two, very manageable. And the right play was called uh, golf made a really nice throw to Josh Reynolds, who prior to that game was Jared Goff's security blanket. When they needed a play, they would go to Josh Reynolds. And he's been consistent all year long. He dropped a ball. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't fault Dan Campbell because, yes, this is how they've got where they are. They are aggressive. He believes in his team. And the team loves the fact that the coach believes in them. So the first fourth down, I was okay with. But they also had the lead at that point. So they had a little bit of wiggle room to deal with. Now, fast forward into the fourth quarter, they're down by a field goal. And it's fourth and four, and you're well within Badgley's range. And you go for it. And um, obviously, they they didn't convert. And that was the one that that bothered me because – you got to stop the bleeding at some point. They had been shut out up to that moment uh, in the second half. Uh, San Francisco was just having their way with them, so you've got to find a way to put points up on the board, and they, and they didn't do it there. So yeah, yeah. San, Francisco, I, San Francisco gets a short field, essentially, and they go down and they take a 10-point lead, and, and, and you know the rest is history. Yeah, and I, I agree. So I didn't have a problem with the first time they went on fourth down and not take the three points because they called a good play. Like right. it was. Like, I, I get more frustrated if you go for make a make a questionable decision, you call a bad play. Um, they called a good play, but what sticks with me when you're talking this is: Did you make the right call or wrong call? Is I think Dan Campbell thought he made the wrong call on that first fourth down conversion because he went for it again. And it was almost as I got to prove myself right instead of taking the, because that, that three points that, that, that settles everyone down. Yeah. I think, I think he gets caught up in the moment sometimes. Yeah. Um, And, and if you go back to their losses throughout the season, uh, it 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 boiled down to them going for it on fourth down. Seattle, they went for it on fourth down in their own territory, and they didn't yeah. convert. And um, most of the other losses that they had, the the the, the aggressive nature of Dan Campbell um, w- was pretty much the reason. Obviously, y- you got to execute, <coughs> and if they don't execute the play, um, I've, you know, you look at you, yeah. look, here's here's the bottom line. They convert, Dan Campbell's a hero. They don't convert, 
then there's questions and and people uh wonder you know what's going on with this guy and uh unfortunately yeah. that was the case and speaking of questions um i feel your pain i think uh we've talked about our, our rankings of sports um tennessee basketball is, is at the top for me as far as my my fandom and um i gotta get my tennessee shout outs in here every show but <laughs> last night tennessee lost to to south carolina in basketball and yeah people are people calling in the radio shows oh fire rick barnes you have the fifth ranked team in the country and you want to fire your coach and i know us from texting you have so I consider the Tennessee fan base pretty dumb myself. Uh, uh, and I, I know you've been hearing some fire Dan Campbell, which is just so idiotic. It there were there were a few. Um, there was a, a a former Detroit radio guy, Rob Parker, uh, who now is with Fox Sports. Uh, he was very vocal in saying they need to fire Dan Campbell. Just fire him. It's like let's stop for a minute. Uh, three years ago, you just, you just had the most successful yes. NFL in your history ever. I mean, the yes. most wins in, in franchise history, um, most playoff wins in franchise history. So it's like three years ago when he came in 2021, they were three, 13 and one year two, they were nine and eight year three, 12 and five. I'm sorry. Um, a lot of that goes to coaching. And if you're going to. If you're going to want to kick a guy out because he's aggressive and he believes in his team and he goes for it on fourth down, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You just don't know football. Yeah. Well, and I can't believe that person has a rate. I assume it's just one of these clickbait radio shows. He's, be, he's been around the I mean, it's our, it's our many thought, years. So. And he, when he was in Detroit, he, he was that way. We have a, we have a local guy that it's all clickbait here on the local sports channel, but um, uh, but the the consensus with most Lions fans were were angry, but we understand, and yeah. it hurts. But we're not going to take it all out on on uh, Dan Campbell because hey, you got to catch the ball, and the reality is, Josh Reynolds. Dropped it ball on fourth down. He dropped the ball a first down on third down. The the ever amazing Amon Ross St. Brown dropped a huge third down. And John or uh, Jameer Gibbs had a really bad fumble in the third quarter where he was out of position. There's four plays right there that changes the outcome of this game. Just absolutely changes the outcome of this game. Um so well, and 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 I think that you know you got to look at the future and how this team projects. Look, there there is no Patrick Mahomes in the NFC. There's no even Josh Allen. Nope. Like the, like it is a Titans fan. You pretty much have well. There's a lot of reasons why we have no hope. But Patrick Mahomes is sitting over there. Yeah, Detroit, the, the NFC doesn't have that. And right now, um, yeah, Brock Purdy played well and the 49ers have weapons, but Detroit was right there with them. And yeah. you flip a game or two, I think if Detroit's at home, they win that game. No question about it. Um, yeah. And I think we talked about it uh, 
yesterday, like 80% of that game was dominated by the Lions. And it mm-hmm. was it was mistakes. Were the lights too bright? Maybe, you know, it because you know, there's this team is is the fifth youngest in the NFL, and they got to you know the precipice of the Super Bowl. So it to, to for anyone to think that this season was a disappointment, they're very skewed because um oh I, man, that's I just think, that's just stupid. Like I think I, anybody I mean, would, anybody yeah, would don't call it skewed, agreed. it's stupid. Anybody would agree that they're about a year ahead of schedule. And um, <laughs> with the news that broke yesterday, um, you want to talk about yes. two, day, two days of like, I, I stayed off social media. Like I, I couldn't, it, I mean, it hurt. It was, it was, it was really hard to watch scenes of Sunday night and, 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 you know, the speakeasy was packed. It was great. High fives around. It was an awesome atmosphere. And then just the absolute wind, just such a gut punch, but Wednesday comes or Tuesday comes and to hear that Ben Johnson is staying in Detroit. You want to talk about a fan base that went from doom and gloom to, Unbelievable, uh, Joviage. It was it was incredible. So, well, um, let me ask you about this because uh, probably a month ago, maybe now, um, the Titans' job came open, and I said Ben Johnson was my number one target. Yeah. Um, it, and so, there's either two things that happen. So either he's a bad interview interviewer or he really wanted to stay in Detroit. Cause I don't, I find it hard to believe if he interviews well, semi well, there wasn't a job offered for him. What are you hearing as far as those? Did he really want to stay in Detroit? Is he waiting for the perfect job? Is he a bad interview? Cause Eric B enemy, <clears throat> well, there's an underlying thing of, race and but it but the issue but he seems to always have been the hot coordinator and then never got a job so i guess that was a very worded question but i think you know what i'm trying to ask the the only thing i'm really hearing is he came out and said his heart is in detroit i want to win a super bowl here and it's what brought him back last this this past season he and, and he labeled it there's unfinished business and the turnaround started when Anthony Lynn, who was the offensive coordinator for the Lions in 2021, he was relieved of his play calling duties about midway through the season. And at that point, it it was Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson that were kind of being the play callers. And then Ben Johnson got the, the full-time gig. That's when the things started to change. That's when the offense started to click. Um, so going into last season or this past season, you know, he was the hot commodity. He was the hot name. It, these young quarter, he was 36 at the time. Uh, he's going to get a job. So, nope, I, I, I want to get it done in Detroit. I like what we got going. And that's what kept him here this season. So uh, getting to the edge of the Super Bowl, yeah, you, you – He's 37. He still has time. 
and it wouldn't a Super Bowl on on a on a coordinator's resume look really good. But then you flip it flip it over and look at the job that was available. Who wouldn't want to go to Seattle as an offensive guy? You have arguably a top five receiver core in the NFL. You've got great running game, and you got a quarterback that, that you can really open the playbook with. He's got an arm. He can run. He, he, he gives you many options. So that would be a really good team to go and coach. And, and they're, you know, they're right there in the mix in the West and in, in the NFC. So it's like, I, w- I really I, the believe. One, the, one, the, one, the one thing I'd push back about Seattle, if I'm not mistaken, isn't their ownership still up in the air? Cause is Paul Allen's estate still trying to be settled, broken down? Or has the, has the family taken over? The, I know there was a time they were I'm thinking about sure. selling. I'm yeah. not sure. But I can um, see I can see why you wouldn't want to go to Washington. I mean, it's in a weird. Paul Allen trust. Um, I, I think they've kind of settled that. But, yeah. Because they were they, – they, yeah, they were talking about selling it at one point, but have they – has the family just said they're going to run it? They have not declared who is – most people believe it's his sister, uh, Jody Allen, but it, it's basically a, a family Microsoft deal. Um, yeah. Staying out of the limelight, and, and Tom really nailed it real quick. Um, Johnson, I wouldn't go anywhere without a quarterback. And with that guy, I mean, he made Jared Goff, who was a good quarterback, not great, look like a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And with the weapons they put behind him, the offensive line, Seattle was going defense all the way. There's no question. They're not hiring an offensive guy. They haven't done that. Under Pete Carroll, they were the top defense and secondary Legion of Boom for five yeah. straight years. They weren't going that route. And I don't want to throw the ball in the rain. If I'm Johnson, I hold out at 36. Mm-hmm. Every other job, no quarterback. And and two, the he has a contract through next season, but they're going to readjust it. And there's no question yeah, sure. he'll be a top two or three paid coordinator. And he deserves it. And 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 it was the one thing that after the game Sunday, it was like. Johnson's gone. Who they who are they going to get? This is this is a team that that gelled under his his playbook. Essentially, you're going to bring in a new guy, new plays. Are are we going to the schedule next year is tough? Um, it's scary. They've got the talent, they've got the money, but I really do think the coordinator is so important. And when you have the coordinator that is really in tune with the players that he has on his roster. Uh, makes it even better, hence where the Lions got this year. So there was a lot of concern for myself and many Lions fans are like, Aaron Glenn can go. <laughs> the consensus are he he can go. We can replace him. But, man, Ben Johnson's going to be a huge loss. So um, when that broke yesterday, like my timeline was just blowing up. My phone was blowing up, and it was, it was like joviation, like amazing. So uh, let's put it back. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, so Raj, welcome to the show. A little late as usual, but that's all right. Hey, I want to ask you a question. Shanahan does it again. He takes this team to the Super Bowl. I had forgotten, honestly, that he went with um, – oh, what's this the, – the, oh, I can't remember the other quarterback name. Back in 
2020. Oh, uh, no, no, um, Nick Mullins. No, Nick Mullins ran it. No, the, the Garoppolo, Garoppolo, oh, Jimmy G. Oh. Yeah, yes. So let's not talk about him as a Raider fan. Are, are the 49ers, while they haven't cashed in all the way, they haven't won at all, are they the best run organization? in this league that demands a superstar quarterback and they don't have one or is Purdy becoming that? I think they have arguably the best GM in John Lynch and, you know, who swings a deal for Christian McCaffrey without really giving up as much as they should have gotten. Carolina was fucking stupid. Um, Carolina. Yeah. uh, Just like the chiefs. Detroit, we talk about this all the time, organizations, you know, that that a lot of the talent they scouted, you know, Devo Samuel coming out of South Carolina was the tight end and H-back, like, you know, receiver people didn't know. Juwan Jennings, if I'm not mistaken, was a tight end at Tennessee? Or was he a receiver? But he he had been kicked off the team and then brought back on. So he had some character issues. That's right. But, you know, Kittle, Ayuk, guys that, like, they seem to have their talent maximized by that staff. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're just an excellent organization. Um, they've been pilfered some through free agency, which is going to happen, especially on defense. But, um, yeah, I, they were lucky as fuck to win that game, that's for sure. But that's what happens in the playoffs, dude. You you, you throw it all out. This is not the regular season. Well, I, I, back on to Purdy for real quick. Um I'll give you a number, and it's 42. That's the rushing yards that he had. And that was the difference in this game. There was a play late, uh, halfway through the fourth. Uh, Melifonwu had him wrapped up, and uh, he kind of just rolled out, and then he found Juszczyk for a uh, like a 12-yard gain. But there was three runs that he had that he was, you know, it, first, second read wasn't there. The middle of the field was wide open. He just took off running. And and I think that shocked a lot of the Lions' defense. They didn't expect that. You know, even when their secondary had it covered, had it on lock, and the defense was getting to him up front, uh, he took off running. And 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 as, as a Lions fan, that was the, the last thing I worried about seeing Brock Purdy do. And, uh, it, 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 oh, sorry. It got him, it got him so, you know, I he's, lost he's a little off. more – He's a little more athletic than people kind of give him credit for. I kind of lost your question, Rob, and sorry, Tom, but, you know, he had rushed for over 20 yards one other time during the season. Tom's exactly right. As far as his day, uh, I did take a prop on plus over a half for the INTs. So when Detroit got that pick, I was very happy. But, you know, he was fairly pedestrian during this game. You know, there there was not great throws made. Um, You know, if Kendall Vildor – makes that catch, which the ball was thrown right to him, four yards past uh, Ayuk, that game's over. Yep. I mean, it's a different game, and that's what started it. And the Lions kind of went into shock after that. Um, he did make big plays, but he's also got big play guys around him. Right. Don't want to knock Mr. Irrelevant. He's going to get better, but you know he threw 11 picks on the year for a reason. And um, they had a three-game losing streak for a reason where he wasn't great. He didn't have and his left tackle either, so. That's it. They lost all three games without Trent Williams, and they were 8-9 and nine without Debo. So it tells you, 
he has good resources. Right. Um, so he's only going to get better. But is he the MVP or any of that crap? No, not he. He is a lot like Jared Goff. Very he, much so. He he's going to make the throws. Jared uses his his weapons that he has, and he uses it well. If Jared, if Goff's not throwing picks, not making mistakes, the Lions are going to win. And and that was, uh, you know, he didn't throw any interceptions in those three playoff games, which which was pretty remarkable. So and 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 he did not lose the game. They didn't lose because of Jared Goff. They it, he kept them where they were. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I think Purdy utilizes the, the arsenal that he has around him. Um, all right, enough with your conference, Tom. Let's move to Raj and I's conference and the division. Wait, what about Dan Campbell? I don't get to talk <clears throat> shit about him, or should I wait until the end? You got you got to show up on time. <clears throat> um, hey, no, uh, Raj. So Kansas City wins. They beat Baltimore in what I thought was a very very stupid game plan um mm. and just against this 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 Chiefs team uh when the goal is to keep Mahomes off the field and you have the best running quarterback and only running the ball six times from the running backs what did you make of the game plan what, what were your overall thoughts of how Baltimore addressed this I mean I expected when you have six times, that's okay. But, you know, Lamar's over under on attempts was 11 and a half. So they barely used him. I mean, he averaged seven yards. Gus Edwards had three for 20. He averaged almost seven yards. Uh, everybody else had like two or three carries. I didn't know what they were doing. And it says a lot about the Chiefs defense. I know we're going to talk about that. And Chiefs are the epitome of the playoffs are a different second season. And, you know, we say as a Raider fan, at least we have Christmas, that picture of uh, Kermit Mahomes' wife who yaps a lot and uh, Taylor Swift always like they're just stunned in uh, in Vegas or in Kansas City, rather. And the Chiefs credited the Raiders for waking them up. So you're welcome. That would be embarrassing. Um, but, you know, they were a different team after that. And I feel like the Ravens played exactly into their hands. And when the Chiefs went up early, it was just a slow burn. They deferred. They got the ball after the second half. Uh, Baltimore had three turnovers, one pick in the end zone. And then Zay Flowers, I don't like this, oh, he's a rookie. That's the dumbest shit ever. You never, ever, ever extend the ball like that without any protection whatsoever when you know for a fact it's just you and up to 11 dudes standing right there. I know it's in easier Steve said Maryland than done. Down, I mean, exactly. Well, that, I, that wasn't even that was even the dumbest play. The dumbest play was the the oh, uh, the personal foul he got. Yeah. yeah, that that was, and you can expand more on that because I lost my mind. I'm, yeah. Well, that was well. There was that play, and then there was the uh, uh, it was a Tennessee old Tennessee volunteer player that they were trying to jump off sides and he just went and creamed the guy and another personal foul. And it's like, what, I mean, the, the Ravens and uh, John Harbaugh, who's usually a very disciplined coach, they played just reckless all game long. What, did you see the same thing, Tom? Yeah. just everything that they accomplished coming into that game went out the window. 
They yeah. to me it seemed like Lamar was trying to stay in the pocket. He was intentionally trying to be a pocket passer. When he had the ability to run on countless occasions, he didn't. And um, the receivers weren't helping him with a lot of drops. So it just their game plan. You thought that it was going to begin and end with Lamar doing what he does, and he looked really off. I don't. I don't know what the situation with him was. If he was pressing, was he hurt? I don't know. But but he he looked completely disheveled. And and uh, the Ravens defense gave them the ball time and time again, and they just couldn't convert. So I think the way they played coming into that, that championship game, it, it didn't follow them into Sunday because that, that was, that was not the team that, that I saw beat my lions. And I think it was week five that just dismantled them mm-hmm. and other teams. So it, it it's shocking from a John Harbaugh team uh, that they just, they kind of lost track of who they were. They were out coached yeah. flat out. You know, they yeah. Kansas city took advantage of the underneath. Whatever they gave them, they were quick, short passes. Mahomes was 30 for 39. You know, Kelsey, you should put seven dudes on him. Mm-hmm. And what do you have? Like two TDs and 100 and whatever yards. Uh, 11, 11, 11 targets, one, 11 catches. I think yeah. 121 and a touchdown. Like He had 100 like yards that. in the first half. He had 100 yards yeah. in the first half. Thank God he didn't make a heart gesture or I would have barfed. 11 for 116, so we averaged 10 and a half, a first down every time he caught the ball. Uh, and only one TD, sorry, two TDs were last week. You know where they're fucking going with the ball. Kansas City did not run the ball super well. The Checo averaged 2.8 yards. Um, you know, I think he's a change of pace that makes the defense kind of wonder. One of those where you don't have to average four yards just because of his running style and what he can do both between the tackles and outside. Um, by the way, we've said this before in the 2021 draft, taken in the seventh round, 11 picks before Brock Purdy. So what are the odds of that? Those two seventh rounders being basically superstars in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get 95 yards in penalties at home, two fumbles, one pick, three turnovers, um, nobody running the ball and Lamar with, you know, 20 for 37, 270 and one and one. Just to, they weren't ready to play. It, it looked like they showed up and they haven't been at this level in a while. The championship game uh, last year, lost in the first round year before they lost like their last eight when Lamar got hurt. Yeah. And, and that's what I saw. I saw a team that thought they could show up and win because of they were be at home. And we five, all know Mahomes loves that. Five straight AFC championship appearances for the Chiefs. This is a team that knows how to win. This is a team that's built for these moments. Uh, Andy Reid just finds a way. Um, even when Mahomes isn't having the year that he normally does, they find ways. And um, uh, Kelsey just hasn't hasn't been Kelsey like, but he does when he needs to. And 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 uh, Tom, speaking of winning, let me get to you on this. If Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl, that's three championships. Where does that put him? Like what? Belichick, Noel, Gibbs, is that the it's list? Top five. Of- top five, no question about it. Um, outside of Belichick, he's he's the best coach in, in our generation. Uh, what he's been able to do with two different franchises. 
Because uh, Walsh you, has two, right? Ball. Walsh has two, and Seifert won one of those. Jimmy Johnson has two. Mm-hmm. Switzer won one. Does Cower have? Cower has Cower one. Cower has one. Tomlin has one. Well, here in Detroit. Um, but no, I mean, he's just the consistently. And you know, the, the question was, how's this team gonna gonna be without Eric Bieniemy? And I I you know their their offense changed a little bit, but nonetheless, they still made they're still in the Super Bowl again. And uh interesting enough, they tried to get Eric Bieniemy on the coaching staff for the playoff run in the NFL, put a kibosh to it. So um so you wonder what kind of play calling would have been done with him there. But I think the ultimate uh, uh, answer is it's 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 Andy Reid who's the 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 catalyst to their success. Um, Raj, we uh, we talked about before you got on here. We talked about the Lions' path being somewhat open with no Patrick Mahomes, no Josh Allen, no Lamar Jackson in NFC. Um, our teams don't have that luxury. We do have all those people in the AFC. Um, with Kansas City getting rid of Tyreek Hill, locking up Mahomes for a decade, locking up Kelsey, what's the future look like for teams trying to break through this evil empire, if you will? The worst part is for at least three to four years, everyone in the AFC West has been trying to construct rosters to beat them whether it be speedy on the outside, um, you know, in the middle, a guy that can cover also come after them safeties that can creep up and blitz. There's statistics showing what happens when you get after Mahomes, but if you don't, you're dead. And it's, it hasn't mattered. I mean, they lost Tyreek Hill last year. Oh, everybody was convinced they'd come back down to earth. They won the fucking Super Bowl. Um, and then per usual, the organization, like we talked about, you know, 16 contributors, 11 starters over the last like six years in the draft. Uh, they just reload. And it's an organization with a clear organizational philosophy, just like the Patriots. And what I believe the Lions could be based on talent evaluation and everything else. And other teams don't have that. And they're screwed. We are screwed. Every time, everything we've tried, yeah. we got rugs. Like Henry Ruggs was designed really for Kansas City to take the top off the defense. You know, others go underneath. We're looking at Vontae. Uh that's a horrible story in its own right, but you know everyone tries to exploit them. It's like Phil Jackson in the triangle, but you can't. Because they've got that, Michael that, Jordan that, 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 and Scotty Pippen running the show. That's a great analogy. It's not that the triangle was some revolutionary offense it was just you had the best players middle school middle school basketball yeah like hey i said the best players and i can win best possible players executing those plays um yeah uh yeah i I feel the same way i'm like it's a the titans it's like don't worry about rebuilding this year next year like we're looking at a 10-year window we got just don't worry about it till mahomes retires that's right you you Um, you got it you got a, a new uh coach that'll be there for two years and then he'll be he'll be fighting yeah yeah we'll, we'll, do this, we'll, we'll do this all again all right enough football only talk we've got to talk about it everyone's talking about it. it's on everyone's mind um taylor swift chiefs going to the super bowl look the 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 
the NFC Championship has done insane numbers. The Chiefs game has done insane, insane numbers. I think last year it was 114 million. Watch the Super Bowl. Um, I'm setting the, my internal over under at 120 million. There's this KC Ravens game was the most watched playoff game or right ever, or it was something like that. It'll be over that. And if the Lions would have won, if Eminem was there, forget oh, about it. Oh, gosh. Did you, yeah, see uh, Did you see him there in the stands? Yeah, yeah dude. Eminem's yeah, the man, the, uh, dude. Uh, did, you, did you hear his comments when Ben Johnson decided to come back? He took to Twitter and said, well, I get to scrap my diss track that I was writing for Ben Johnson. <laughs> dude, That's awesome. Only the Lions bring the dude out of his shell. Yep. He like yep. hides when he walks his daughter down the aisle. <laughs> With the Lions, he travels to SF. <laughs> I love it. He's uh, passionate as hell. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So so Forbes, I think, put out an article that this whole run has increased the Chiefs brand by $331 million. Um, the Super Bowl is going to be crazy. So my question for you guys is, and we don't need to get – heavy into politics but it is just something it's a little bit of a phenomenon that i want to talk to you guys about what does fox news think they're like like what do they think they're doing going after taylor's like how is this a good idea i mean tom what do you think it's a horrible idea and it, it all it all stems because she was able to get what 30 or something 13 million uh people registered to vote you know she took to social media and said, you know, get out and vote, get out and get registered. And they did. She's outspoken. She's outspoken against women's rights and she's, you know, a Biden supporter. And you, you take that and you mix it with uh, Travis Kelsey, who, you know, he's a spokesperson for Bud Light. He's a spokesperson for the, the, the COVID vaccine. Yeah. So now you, you have, you have a a powder keg uh, from the right of of things that they absolutely hate, and now you put them together, and they're the they're the the the, the number one act, and they're losing their minds. And this is this is coming off the heels of of you know a couple years ago when they went crazy with uh, Kaepernick when he when he you know took a knee for the anthem. So you know I thought these people. Uh, did the NFL it, years ago, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just a side note: no one boycotts the NFL, so no, all they're boycotting no. it doesn't it's, actually happen. They're they're scared to death of Taylor Taylor Swift because of how powerful she is and how uh, influential she is. I mean, she's now turning uh, a, a a a group of fans that know absolutely nothing about football. Now they're tuning in in droves to watch the chiefs. So the NFL sitting back and just, uh, it, we did it again. We did it again. Just crown. Us oh yeah. 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 Uh, they're, they're, they, the NFL had to buy a second money machine mm -hmm. to print the money that they're printing. Yep. But it's um, just, they're, they're, they're afraid of what she represents, what she believes in, what she can get accomplished. Some, some idiot I saw tweet or something. He's like, uh, Oh, Travis Kelsey got a $70,000 bonus for making the Super Bowl. That's why Taylor's with him. And it's like, dude, are you stupid? Like, 
give her a couple more years. She can buy the Chiefs. And you have like, Trump, like, Trump out there saying that he's more important, more popular than her. Yeah. Let's let's look at our um, social media numbers. Taylor Swift, two hundred forty-seven million. Trump, twenty-four. Already a billionaire, dude. Yeah, yeah, Raj, Raj, what do you make of all this? Just I like mean, just this this hatred and it's just this insanity. Look, I think Fox News, first of all their parent organization has to, happens to be a partner with the NFL. Mm-hmm. No publicity is bad publicity. I mean, personally, I'd be appalled at media thinking I was dumb enough to believe this shit. And yeah, I'll fucking say it. I mean, it is not the most discriminative offense, uh, viewing audience. It is clickbait, fear, confirmation bias. They pick a target. Uh, they make it appear as if everyone else is victimized by it, but we're all talking about it. So in the end, they get what they want, except for people like us who graduated high school uh, and maybe a few other places that. I would know, say you know, middle school. Nothing. I'd say nothing. I'd say middle school. Their sister cousin. <laughs> they just, yeah. Exactly. It's, you know, threatened by someone. You need to redirect the anger somewhere. And and right now it's Taylor Swift and. It's just a joke. Like, I don't even know what to say anymore. I mean, that was amazing. Yeah, and then when somebody, like, had brought up the money thing, you're like, bitch, she's a billionaire. Yeah. Like, 70 grand? She's, she's doing a show in much. Tokyo on the 7th, 8th, yeah. 9th, and 10th. And then she's going to be at the Super Bowl. Um, no, she's going to no, make she, more. She, she legit, she ordered... Seventy thousand dollars worth of champagne to the Ravens. He's going to make more in those four days than Travis Kelsey makes in his whole career. So yeah, um, yeah it's, it, you know what? It's, and 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 it's it's a sad sad scenario because the I think they broke down the the statistics of you know she was on camera. What is it? One percent of the time of the game. I mean, yeah, it's point nine six percent. And look yeah, what it did. She's she's the most popular human being on the face of the earth, and she That's just so right. happens to be dating one of the best players in football, um, who's going to games, who's showing emotions. She's drinking. She's doing everything that people that follow Taylor Swift are not used to seeing. She's yeah yelling, "Let's fucking go!" And then she looks up at the screen and she's getting angry because they keep showing her. I mean, she's she's a human being. Well, and this is a a person whose whole life has been scripted Mm -hmm. and so like it's not like i I don't know how you can get mad at this right like it's somebody supporting their boyfriend and uh just having fun oh yeah jim leonard's all that swifties baby he uh jim texts me he's like do you think uh jim said do you think he uh travis is going to propose to tell uh to Taylor after the Super Hold Bowl. on. Yeah. Hold on. That that's a bit of a uh uh oh is, is that a prop bet? Oh shall we pull it up? You want to pull it up? Is he gonna go Boise State, the running back and propose to the cheerleader uh, at the Statue of Liberty? No, I mean she's well, not obnoxious. Can we can, can we handle the internet breaking if that happens? Like oh my god. But she's not like I said, obnoxious, ostentatious. She doesn't want to steal the spotlight. She's just there supporting him, you know. Mahomes' wife, a little bit different, but you know, you can cheat. She, she, she's ride or die with him. You can see her excited and whatnot, and they barely show her 0.96 percent. 
And like you said, uh, market surveys and whatnot have seen spikes in social media at the time. Uh, girls age 12 to 18 generating millions of dollars. Over 300, like 30 million for the Chiefs in the NFL. It's fucking brilliant. A money printing, as you say, organization, and, as Rob says. And, and, money. and she doesn't, it's not like she's doing it on purpose. They're they're saying that she's a Pentagon psyop. They're saying that oh, she, yeah. she's yeah. a secret agent, that this is all scripted. I don't care. You, you got Travis Kelsey on the field and he sees her, calls her Tay. Code, that code word. That's it's real when 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 you're calling the most famous person in the world, Tay, hey Tay, and he grabs her and they give a kid like that. Anyone think that that's not real? They come on, they just need their head examined. It's it's just it's a great story. It's just not their story. It's not I their fan base because hey, if fans or if Taylor Swift was 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 dating one of their players and they were going to the Super Bowl, they'd be okay with it. That's that's what it all boils down to. It's just just sour grapes. Well it's Tay uh, in Russian is uh is short for Taisky, which means shoot, like gun and shoot. So that's maybe part of that what they were planning at that time, the two of them together. Yeah, yeah. Excuse uh, the racism and are are they the real life versions of the Americans, the uh the the FX show? By the way, Fox Business said that they're one of the richest couples worth 1.13 billion. 1.1 billion is Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You need a unit to also hate as well, right? Like that's uh, that's the name of the game, dude. Like as a unit, you need a focus, and Swifties are pissed, and it's it's fun, dude. I think it's funny as hell. I, I, I think she might take a nap at halftime with the schedule she's gonna be on. She's gonna be on yeah, the other uh, side of the world. She would never do that and you know, it's if Eminem was there, maybe there would be a, you know, yeah. if the Lions were there, maybe there would be a little uh, collaboration. Oh, boy, would. that would have been fun. Well, did, I mean, did y'all see the the cheapest get in price is eight eight thousand something? That's just and then the Vegas the, the, dude, think about all the whales and shit. Like, oh, yeah. it's gonna make well, so like, much money behind the scenes. The, yeah, like the suite, like the like like the on uh state like the field level suites, they're going seven hundred thousand dollars for a table, which ain't shit to a lot of those people that are going to be there. Dude. Mm-hmm. No, I know. It's mm-hmm. it was, this is a I, six, sixty-five thousand seat capacity. And by the way, may I say, as a Raider fan, when they were in L.A. and Oakland, seeing the San Francisco 49ers and the fucking Kansas City Chiefs play for a championship on our field. Just worst case scenario. Just don't even watch, Raj. Don't even tune in. Don't even watch. All right. All right. Let's get get to this, what's going to be this astronomical just performance and thing. Um, Right now, the lines are – lion bonds are already moving uh, pretty pretty rapidly. So – which way are you guys leaning right now? Who has the advantage in your mind? Raj, we'll start with you. Kansas City. And the reason why I say that is, number one, as we know, they're the underdog for, as of now. The line's gone from plus three and a half to plus one, now plus two, I believe. Um, as we said many times, Mahomes is 10-1-1 one one as an underdog. 
nine and three straight up in those games, which is insane. I keep betting on them, even though I fucking hate the Chiefs, but they just keep winning. Not only that, the Chiefs were all wearing shirts in the locker room that said, in spags we trust. This year in the playoffs statistically mm-hmm. has been his best defense. The Ravens were three for 11 on third down conversions. Of course, they could have. I didn't know their fourth down conversions because uh, Dan Campbell's not their coach. But um, <laughs> hey, no, it, it, it's a historically it good defense. And, you know, I, I think they are much better coaches. In the end, I go to the coaching advantage and the quarterback. And although the Niners are really talented, uh, I think the Chiefs, especially getting Joe Thune back, which I think they are, are just an overall better, more cohesive unit, and I'll take them, unfortunately. All right, Tom, that, that's a great segue. I think San Francisco has more weapons, mm-hmm. and their weapons are more spread out. But Kansas City has the probably the two best weapons. Are you taking the best weapons or the more weapons? On paper, the 49ers clearly have more weapons. But does that always get you the win? And this playoff run, it hasn't to anybody that's played Kansas City. And I think that the key for Kansas City this year has not been their offense. Like I mentioned earlier, it's been their defense. Sneed uh, and, excuse me, I'm about to sneeze. Ooh, it just went away. Sorry. (laughs) Sneed and Tranquil. Live television, nothing like it. Ooh, it just like came up and went down. Woo. Tranquil's been amazing, dude. Tranquil another, and Steve another gem. We're all over the field. Chris Jones was a was a man possessed, although he got he got beat up pretty good last week. So I'm sure he'll be ready to play. But they don't get talked about enough, in my opinion. They they absolutely shut down Baltimore's vaunted receivers. Zay Flowers, who's had a yes, he's a rookie, but he's had an absolutely amazing season. He really didn't do a whole lot. O- uh, Odell Beckham, I don't think they called his name once. The best play that came out of that game was was uh, Lamar's pass to himself in all reality. So the defense just absolutely lights out. And I think the way they're playing, how fast they're playing, and the way they can get to the quarterback, uh, the offense doesn't have to do much. And clearly, look at the stat line from Kermit. You know, it hasn't been uh, it has not been Mahomes like and 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 I think he doesn't mind it that way because it takes a lot of pressure off him when he knows that the other side of the ball is really uh, making things happen. So I think on paper, yeah, San Francisco, you know, it, it I think it got caught up with Detroit got kind of caught up in that. And I think you can look at how Detroit played in the first half of last week's game and. Kansas City has a better secondary. I think Kansas City's defense altogether is probably better than Detroit. So they kind of made the blueprint. They wrote the blueprint on what to follow. So I I I see this train rolling, uh keep keep going. And and I mean it, it's hard to bet against a, a team that's been there, a team that's proven, and a team that just knows how to win in these big moments. And and yes, Las Vegas will be the biggest Super Bowl, maybe in history. Who'd have thought we'd see a, a Super Bowl in Las Vegas? But we are, and it's going to be probably the most watched, the most hyped, and um, 
if there's one team that can meet the moment, it's it's the Kansas City Chiefs as much as none of us want to admit that. They've got yeah. to run the ball. San Francisco, you guys both talked about it. Teams are not running the ball enough against the Chiefs. Um, Miami, Mostert had eight carries. Tua was second. Uh, Buffalo, Josh Allen was a leading rusher in carries. Uh, next, Cook averaged like two or three, like 18 carries for 60 yards. Um, Brock, or sorry, uh, in this past game, Lamar was the leading rusher with eight carries. Christian McCaffrey is a totally different animal, and yeah. they need to run the football, which will change things. But Kansas City's got a way of the, with their game plan and taking away one thing and forcing you to do another. Uh, so we'll see how San Francisco counters, but that's going to be the most interesting thing because, again, this is historically in the playoffs, if by the metrics, the most like the best Chiefs defense during the regular oh, yeah. season, no. But how they're playing right now, yes. I agree. Yeah, for yeah, for, for me, uh Mahomes is on LeBron's kind of status as far as just betting wise. Like, hey, I'm just taking him because he's the best player in the world. And you give me points, and yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good with that. Um and yeah, so I, I think it. Uh, I'm leaning towards Chiefs right now. We'll see how injuries and things play. Uh, but I agree with you, Ross. Shanahan is going to get a heavy dose, or he should do a heavy dose of run the football, run the football. Um, and more, how do you play more, as a favorite? More, 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 ten, more Tennessee sidekick. The Ravens, the Bills. Um. They need to reach out to the Titans and get Derrick Henry next year and <laughs> give them an extra level of weapon against Kansas City. All right, boys, we're going to get to um, bet your nuts. Try to get these people. It's time for bet your nuts. I cut you off there, Robbie. <laughs> oh, you're good. You knew what I was going to say. Um, well, I'll, I'll start on this because I'm pissed off about the Vols' performances, performance last night. Uh, we had four players sit around and watch Dalton Connect play one on five. Uh, we're going up to Rupp Arena this weekend. When I say we, I mean the team and I am going up there. So, yes, this is one time where we is appropriate. I'm going to Rupp Arena. Um, I think Kentucky doesn't have the defensive fortitude to stop Tennessee. I uh, expect a rebound game from Zakai, Santi, and Triple J's got to get there. Obviously, it's tough this time of the year. The lines don't come out. I will tell you, Kentucky should be favored by three. Take the balls, money line, balls going to Rupp, a tough place to win, but they win and get, get the season back on track. So to the listeners out there, dude, it's the exact opposite of what Robbie just said, if you want to make it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Raj, I'm sure you're going to talk about the uh, battle the call or the, the clash of the Coliseum this weekend. Oh. Yeah. 
at the Oakland Coliseum or (laughs) are there monster trucks in LA? Oh, oh, that race is this weekend. What is it? A quarter mile track? Yeah, it's uh, very short. Olympic institution built in what 1932. Jesse Owens was there. Now we got skull all over the goddamn seats. Wait, 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 before you start, let me let me just tell our listeners we are going to do next week. We're going to do a very in-depth Super Bowl gambling pick once the props are set in. So you will take this money I just gave you and triple it next weekend. So, Raj, what do you got with that being said? Um, well, obviously, I, I like the Chiefs at plus two, but props have done very well for me. Actually, tight ends have killed it for me every round, and I've lost a lot, but I've won more thanks to props. And the one I like the most, and I'll, we'll get more into this, but right now he didn't do a lot of receiving, but he's delivered uh, – more and more in the playoffs because it's all about stuff that the other team's not expecting. And I, that's a, that's a parlay with uh 17 and a half receiving yards for Pacheco and over 11 and a half rushing yards for Purdy. Um, I think if Purdy's going to take off, he's going to take off and there's going to be a wide open space in the field. Um, they Mahomes has done check down after check down, very efficient, short passes. So that's my favorite. 17 and a half yards receiving for Pacheco and an 11 and a half yards rushing for Purdy. On another note, defensive end Charles O'Menahue for the Chiefs tore his ACL last week, seven sacks on the year. Great run defender, a great guy with contain who knows his assignments. So that's a big loss for them, but I still think the Chiefs win. All right, Tom, what do you got for us? Yeah, I was pre-show. I was kind of scrambling here. I San Francisco has a hell of an offense, and Purdy, you know, the last two games that he's played when he needed to step up, he really did. But that came against two teams that were inexperienced in the playoff run: Jordan Love and the Packers, and my Detroit Lions. I don't think they can get away with especially what they did last year, last week, 24 to seven deficit at halftime. I don't think they can, uh, they'll, they'll be able to recover against a team that's been there, a team that's, that's a proven winner. So I, I like the chiefs in this game. Uh, on my notes, I actually have San Francisco, but as we talked and as, as hearing, you know, you guys scenarios, I, I changed, I changed my, my tune here. I really think that, the way Detroit manhandled the 49ers in the first half. I mean, they punched him in the mouth and then they kept punching and then they went to halftime. Both sides <laughs> of the field. Yes. Both sides. You yes. Know. And, and when they went to halftime, I'm like, Oh, I hate the, my, the first thing out of my mouth was I fucking hate halftime because I knew the momentum could change and it did. So they're not going to be able to get away with that against the Chiefs. So give me the Chiefs. And I think that there's a situation here that, that San Francisco is going to be playing from behind. And I think Purdy can 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 sling the ball. And I so I like Purdy uh, over one and a half touchdowns. That's at a minus 110 right now. So my quick little prop bet, we'll do a little bit more next week, get a little more in depth. Uh, I might come in with some uh, – funny props, some different props 
um, since I really uh, I have no rooting interest. So, uh, but I think Purdy's going to be thrown from behind, and when you've got Kittle and you've got Ayuk, um, you've got a pretty good chance that you're going to get some touchdowns. So, give me the Chiefs, but Purdy over one and a half touchdown pass. All right, before we get to final thoughts, please follow us, like us, subscribe, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, slash X, TikTok, Instagram. Um, just search for Reckless Speculation Podcast and we should come up. Um, you can always comment on the show. Um, but yeah, please like us and subscribe. It really helps us out. Um, final thoughts, Raj, late, last of the show, first for the thoughts. It's confusing. Oh. Uh, you had confused me for a second. I just had two quick things to say. Number one, actually three. In the playoffs, you must pay your dues, no matter the sport. Can't just get there and win it. I firmly believe that Detroit paid their dues. If you look at the Dodgers, they paid their dues to a cheating Astros. Atlanta Braves did. You kind of got to get there, figure out how the how playoffs work, the pressure, etc., the decisions, and that's why I think Detroit is going to be fine in the future. Uh, but it's been a while since San Francisco paid their dues. I know they were um, what in the Super Bowl a few years ago, but. Uh, they're going up against a Chiefs team that is a well-oiled machine. And uh, this game's unlike any other. You know, you have an hour and a half, halftime, and all that shit. Um, second thing would be take the points. It's the playoffs. Take the points. Do not go for it. That one field goal that in the third quarter that got the Niners going, they could have gone for it. They were on the 15-yard line. Mm -hmm. They kicked. That was three points, and that started it. And then, again, that they, they went into shock after the Ayuk play, fumble, touchdown, field goal. The Niners just mm -hmm. took the points. Always take the points in the playoffs. And finally, I uh, want to say rest in peace to Pops. Uh, my dad passed away two years ago today. Our fantasy football league actually sent a card uh, giving our condolences, and that was uh, super cool because I, I did not expect that. And uh, I had only been in the league a few years, so that was pretty amazing. But, you know, people like that that have the courage to leave home searching for a better life. This was in 1960, taking the Queen Elizabeth across 40 days uh, with my sister, oh. toddler, who's in her 50s now, um, you know, landed in America with $18 to their name now, or 17 rather. Now, he was already a physician, so that helped, borrowed a little money, but just the courage of those types of decisions. And when I don't want to get political or whatnot, but when we hate on others, uh, we need to think about why people are coming to this country and make sure that that same reason is possible. Man. Well said. Well said. Awesome. Uh, Tom, that's tough to follow. Go ahead. Bye. That, that was a, that was a Tom final words. There, yeah, I was going to say, welcome to my world. <laughs> Definitely. Um, rest in peace. I, I can imagine your father was an, an absolute gem of a human being because uh, he put one one good guy on the earth. I tell you that much. But um, did he know how to tell time? He doesn't though? claim. He doesn't claim me. <laughs> I'm more like my like you're like your mother. Like, yeah. Did your dad know how to tell time? He didn't give a shit. 
Okay. Uh, we go okay. to Indian there it is. all the time. Okay. Okay. I, like, I, I'm going to correct your dad. You're more the like your dad. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yes. Yes. I'm yes. getting shit. I'm just bad with time management. He literally would like, my parents went out to Indian functions every weekend and he would just take his sweet ass time. My mom was ready an hour and a half before and he would just, I'd go upstairs, come out of the shower and he's sitting in front of the fan, staring at it, cooling off for like 30 minutes. I'm like, Maybe turn down the water in the shower, and he's like, "I'm fine. Get to me a glass of wine." I'm like, "All right, dude. You're, you're gonna get her wrath." But he did not give a fuck. So, a uh, little different in that I'm just forgetful. But yes, he's uh, we're we're similar in many respects. So my final words, I guess I can kind of rehash what I talked about earlier. Just uh. Awesome season, awesome experience. First time season ticket holder. Um, I couldn't, we couldn't have picked a better year to start it. Um, the two home playoff games were words can't even describe the emotions that were going through the crowd. It just, uh, it you that team literally united this city. No matter where you went, people had their lion gear on. the The spirit of Detroit, which is a is a well known. Um, uh, statue downtown you know they they put a wings jersey on when they were doing their run they put a tigers jersey on they put a lions jersey on and it was so cool and um just just great to be in the city this it was buzzing uh just brought a lot of people downtown that wouldn't normally go down there so but looking forward you know ben johnson coming back i i think this team keeps rolling this team Team keeps going in, in, in an upward trajectory. They have almost sixty million in cap space, and they're going to be able to lure uh, high value free agents into this this team. But Dan Campbell said it yesterday: you just because you may be the best on paper, if you don't fit what we're doing here, we're not going to bring you in. And and that's the gritty mentality that that they've had. And you you got a draft coming up. In Detroit in April, which I I invite everyone to come up oh, for that. That's downtown Detroit, April twenty third through the twenty fifth, I believe it is. Seven um, picks for Detroit with Brad Holmes, who's a superior talent yeah. evaluator. Yep. With so, that in the cap, these dudes aren't going anywhere. Nope. And so, Eminem, you got Eminem yeah. Mojo. Yep. So you've got you've got uh, arguably one of the best GMs. Uh, the Detroit Lions or franchise, the the, the front office is I, I, it's unbelievable. It's changed. So, sky's the limit with this team. I expect, and and you know, I appreciate the text messages from from you you guys. You know, the 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 uplifting Raj with the you know you you just paid your dues. You guys are going to be in, and you know it. It's what I think fans needed to hear after it's such a disappointing loss, but um, definitely not a failed season. Um, I can't wait for next year. Uh, we've already re-upped our season tickets, and uh, we go in next month to um, possibly move, get two more. And so we're excited. Uh, it, it, the Detroit Lions run this city, and just the thought of going to a Super Bowl, uh, it would have been incredible. But uh, I don't think it'll be another 32 years before we sniff it again. So. Go Lions, one pride. I'm proud, and uh, I'm excited that uh, we got to be part of it, and we're going to continue to be a part of it in the uh, foreseeable future. Four picks in the top three rounds in, in, in the first 90 picks, 91 picks. 
Forget about um, it, dude. They'll be yeah, there. My final thoughts are we all either have a friend or know somebody that does stupid stuff that is against their self-interest. And that happened this week. The NCAA opened up an investigation on NIL against the University of Tennessee. Well, Tennessee leaked that information and shot back with a federal lawsuit. The NCAA is terrible at a lot of things. The worst thing they are is defending themselves in court. This is going to be another 9-0 decision if it goes all the way up to the Supreme Court. Essentially, what the universe or what the NCAA is arguing is NIL can't come into play and you can't pay people or you can't do things until they're enrolled at school. Well, that the equivalent of that would be if I'm a coach and I'm negotiating, I can't hear the terms of my contract until I sign the contract mm. to be an employee at that school. This is a losing argument. It violates antitrust rules. They are going to get kicked off. I mean, they're going to, the NCAA is going to get just destroyed again. This is essentially the death knell of the NCAA. And uh, we're going to try to get on the future uh, as after the Super Bowl, as much as everyone loves NASCAR like I do, we don't have to talk about it all, all show long. So we will try to get Michelle on. Michelle, Raj, I can do a question and answer with Brandon, Tom, from different fan perspectives, legal perspectives, just how this is all going to shape in if you guys want to be nerds for a while. Uh, but this is this is something to keep an eye on because I do think this is the – we all wondered when the Big Ten and the SEC were going to form their own league. This is this is officially the beginning of that. The NCAA just and they lost their uh, they lost their toy in in Harbaugh, so they they, they don't yeah. know what to do. Good on yeah. the South on this one. The state of California AG would never do something like this. Nobody would step up like this. And Tennessee's AG did and said what we're all thinking. And it's a powerless organization that cannot stand on its own, like Rob said. And it's it'll be interesting to watch. I actually started laughing when I read that. So uh, well, yeah, it's it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. What what like so football is gone. It, it there I promise you, powers that be are moving football on. The question is gonna be what bas- like the basketball tournament and how Title Nine works. The NCAA has just I think someone said it great. I can't remember who it was, but they were like. If you if you start swinging enough wild punches, eventually you're going to hit someone you don't want to, and that's what they just did. Exactly. They, you know, essentially they allowed the NIL issue to come into play, but then didn't define it well, and now they're saying no. So, state of Tennessee is saying basically you are discriminating. They're uh, anti-competitive restrictions uh, that are not allowing these kids to maximize their types of deals. Like, like after the fact, you're handcuffing them. Uh, there's a thing called the Sherman Act. Like Rob said, we'll dork out on it. But the MCAA just makes up shit as they go along. And somebody's yeah. finally calling him out. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see. It's going to be like the end of 8 Mile going circle, full circle. Like when Eminem 
excuse me, B Rabbit drops it and he hands it to Clarence, Papa Doc, and Papa Doc's got nothing to say and he drops the mic. The NCAA, you went to Cranbrook, man. That's a private school. Went to private school. <laughs> the NCAA is pretty popular. damn nice school, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the NCAA uh, lives at home with both parents. It's one of my wife's. Well, I anyways, um, but yes, uh, NCAA, they have fucked around about to find out what happened. FAFO. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We'll get into uh, it after the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, indeed. All right, boys, we'll be back uh, Tuesday when, or Wednesday or Thursday of next week. We will have our full-on Super Bowl preview, our gambling, uh, get you richer than rich. And, um, yeah, thank you for watching. And, uh, Brandon, hope you and your family get well under the virus going around. But um, hope you guys feel better. And then thanks for watching. And, Tom, get us the outro. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation. Reckless Speculation.